Well, here we are at episode 100 something. JT, I've lost count. I've lost count, but this is your uh, host, Brent Duhame, co-host Jared Ty, along with guest host and a recent contributor to Breaking Business Barriers. I like to call him JP. So, John, glad to have you on. And we're about ready to welcome an entrepreneur that has his hands on a lot of stuff and a planned retirement already. And he's a youngster. So uh, that, that's pretty exciting. But uh, again, episode 100 and something, losing tracks, almost 110. Here we are at Breaking Business Barriers. Uh, JT, flipping it over to you. Thanks so much, Brent. So Jamie, wait, uh, appreciate you coming on, man. I've been uh, following you for a while. And uh, I think I even told you one time, you're one of the few people who I see on social media and I actually get inspired to uh, you know, hold myself to a higher standard. Uh, so you're on audio here, not video, because you're out helping a client. <laughs> so I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule uh, to be here with us. But uh, man, I'd love to start by just talking about the uh, businesses that you run. And I'd also love to, uh, I know you're really into fitness, uh, jujitsu, uh, you've got your hand in a lot of uh, jars, so to speak, and uh, I admire that. Uh, so, yeah, I'd love to, to maybe start with your background. Okay, so, yeah, um, it, it's funny. Whenever I was a kid, I, uh, I always wanted to, to do what most people want to do, which is look for the easiest path. Um, you know, the, the, everybody in society always tells us to, to just, you know, you want balance, you want an easy life only go after things you like all that kinds of stuff so as a kid um my goal initially was actually to be a pharmacist you know the the pharmacy tech does all the work the pharmacist basically just signs a piece of paper makes six figures a year that was my initial goal um when i was 14 i started working for my dad during the summer times and then uh eventually um you know i went full time uh once i was 18 but then just seeing the difference and what uh, real hard work um, contributed to your pride and fulfillment. Um, at the end of the day, that just made a, a huge difference for me. So that was just a, a, a dynamic shift that uh, literally just changed overnight. So I went from wanting to just do the bare minimum and get the most out of it to doing uh, the, the maximum I could possibly uh, um, do. And, and so basically, I spent my entire 20s being made fun of by everybody who knows me for not going to college and all that kind of stuff um, and just going straight into the trades. Um, you know, and I, obviously I made a, a, a pretty big leap back there for a little bit, going from a trajectory of being a doctor to just being a, you know, a plumber and an AC guy. Um, but I spent my entire twenties focusing on nothing but building my skills up just be the best AC guy I could be. Once I mastered that, um, I figured it was time to move on to the next step. So at 29, I um, I went ahead and and left uh, the company that I was working for. You know, I'd been there for 15 years. Um, I, I was, you know, I I was making that six figure amount by that time. Because I, the consistency of just uh, staying in one place for long enough, I was able to build that up. But I left that security um, to go out and and start my own thing. And so literally, uh, the way that most people start their companies is they'll, you know, they'll build up a clientele at the current place they work for, 
And then they'll jump ship. They'll take as many employees as they can and as many customers as they can whenever they do jump ship. Um, my situation was different. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to know what it felt like to start from scratch. So I literally made the decision on a Wednesday that I was going to quit. And then on Friday, I quit. And um, I, I had zero customers, zero employees, zero contacts. I just went directly out on my own. I had zero dollars. That's also a key point as well. There is no right time. Everybody's always you know, waiting for that right time before they make their moves. In 2015, when I started all this, I had $150 to my name. And I had a 550 credit score, so I couldn't even go out and get loans. Um, but uh, long story short, um, you know, that first day, whenever I said, hey, I'm going to go out and try this on my own, I just went straight to Facebook. I said, hey, I'm the best AC guy there is. Um, since I'm just out of my own, I have no overhead. I can charge you less prices than anybody else to so hit me up. And, and so literally 15 minutes after I was ready to start my business, I was already completely booked out. Um, and then what I also did is I just remember little, little, uh, snippets that my dad had given me just a little piece of advice throughout the years um where new entrepreneurs you know they may hit um gold there for a little bit and then they they don't understand that it's all about long-term thinking and so they'll get you know more money than they had before then they'll go out and buy boats trucks houses all that kinds of stuff and then all of a sudden taxes are due and now they're bankrupt um so like essentially what i did when I first started, um, I, I worked as though I was a company, even though I was doing the work of the entire business. Like I was, I was doing the work of a 12 man operation by myself. I took all the phone calls. I literally took 300 plus phone calls a day while I was doing all the work, all the quoting, all the troubleshooting, all the sales calls. I, I, I would run uh, 22 service calls per day by myself. Um, so like I said, I literally did the work of a 12 man operation by myself. And, and since I had the mindset of I'm not going to go out and blow money on stupid things, I'm going to build for something bigger. Um, the first year I was in business, I was able to net $660,000. Um, that, that was by myself. And then so what I did with that money, like I said, rather than go buy a house or buy boats or go on vacations, I kept my nose down still. And I went out and bought um, real estate instead. So um, May of 2016, or April 2016 is when my, my business partner, Dave Heil, reached out to me just because he noticed how I was um, hustling on Facebook. And he said I needed to get into, into uh, commercial real estate with him. And at the time, I, I had $10,000 to my name that I had built up from that initial $150. Um, so I, I didn't see how that was going to be realistic for me, but he still planted the seed in my head. So one month later, I went out and found my, my first deal. Uh, it's a 22,000 square foot office building. And I found it uh, priced uh, about one third of the price per square foot of anything else in the entire city. So I, I, I uh, put it under contract immediately, even though I had no money. Like I said, I had $10,000, um, you know, a 20% down payment on this thing was still 140,000 bucks that I had to come up with in 45 days. But I'm real big on backing myself into corners. So that way, um, you have no way of, of failing. You know, if it, I, I, I back my, I'm big on Grant Cardone's premise of over promise and then over deliver and then, you know, commit first and figure the rest out later. So I backed myself into a corner where I would have looked really stupid um, if I didn't come up with that down payment money. So basically what I would do was I would not go home for those 45 days while I was under contract uh, until I sold an AC system. So I went from May 2016, I had $10,000 to my name. 
um, uh, within 45 days, I had 145,000. Um, and then, so I made the, the down payment and I said, well, shit, what if I don't stop? What if I just keep on going like this? So then I kept going. And, uh, two months later, Dave and I closed a 45,000 square foot self-storage facility in West Palm beach with just him and I. Um, so I went from literally starting one year earlier with 150 bucks, six months later, or, uh, a month and a, or a year and a half later, I'm up to 10,000. And then by the end of that year, end of 2016, I've got uh, 70,000 square foot of real estate, you know, and, wow. and a few hundred thousand dollars in the bank. And, and it's still, that's still not the time to stop, not the time to celebrate. We continue to push, continue to grind. And so I learned what I learned from, I took what I learned from those first two real estate deals and decided to go ahead and buy a company as, instead. Because uh, it's basically the same premise. So I negotiated a deal. I bought my first business for a million dollars. I got a, um, an SBA loan. I was able to structure the deal um, between the seller carry and uh, some concessions. So I put $100,000 down and the next day I got $180,000 of seller concessions back. So I got all my money back the very next day. Yeah. And then, wow. uh, <laughs> yeah. And then from there we took that money and, and this is May of 2017. Um, so now May of 2017, we're, we're two years out from having $150 to now having 70,000 square foot of real estate, um, and a business that now does, you know, 4 million a year, um, to, uh, you know, that's where we're at in May of 2017, June of 2017, we, we, we bought a, uh, we took up all the money that we had got back and everything else. Um, and we bought a hundred thousand square foot facility in Fort Worth, Texas. It's on 22 acres. We're only using eight of those acres. We bought it for 3.8 million and just quick jump to today. It's worth nine and a half million. Uh, just that one that's site amazing. there. But like I said, long story short, we still didn't stop. We still kept grinding. Uh, a month after that, we bought two land sites in Tampa, Florida, and then it just we, we just kept on pushing from there. And, and so, like I said, my side of, of the holdings, I started keeping in mind, like my, my story only uh, is cool because of where I started from, which was literally with nothing, you know, $150 in 2015 to now uh, I've got 16 um, self-storage facilities. Um, 22,000 square foot office building, a warehouse that I'm rehabbing where I'm currently at. Um, and I bought four companies since then. Um, so, so like I said, Jim, from Jim, how have you been able to organize all that? So <clears throat> I, I, I hear a tireless work ethic, uh, but it sounds like you have a monumental task of organizing workers from the first business that you started and you, you've grown. Uh, you have real estate assets all over the, the great state of Texas, at least the Northern part. What, what have you done to be able to organize yourself and to be able to organize all those activities and, and still sleep at night? Uh, uh, what, I, what I do, see, the, the goal for most people is they say, hey, you know, work in your bit or work on your business, not in your business, um, all that good stuff. And then with the goal of they're going to go golf, right? Mm -hmm. they get, let me get someone to run my business and I'm going to go sit on the couch or, or go sit on my boat. I get someone to help manage and run my business through the processes and systems. Then I go and do another one and then another one and then another one. And we continue running it from there. So Dave is, uh, he's got the smartest uh, business model I've ever seen in, in the real estate side where, like I said, every one of these deals, we, 
Um, so the first few were just him and I, and, and then we started branching out to bringing on other operators and all that kinds of stuff. Um, and, and so there's a boot on the ground at each one of these uh, facilities. And, and those guys are the ones who are in charge of, of actually operating those. Um, but like I said, uh, it's just a matter of systems and processes. If you look at me at first glance and you don't know the entire story, you're like, man, this guy, he's chaos. You know, there's no, there's no structure here. There's no processes or no systems. This guy really needs to learn how to work on his business and have somebody else run it. When you dig deep into it, you see, I have actually already done that. I just don't stop. I just use that new, newly created uh, free time to go out and build something else. Because my goal is by the time I'm 40, well, my original goal was by the time I'm 40 to have $100 million worth of commercial real estate. I, I passed that up a year ago. So now it's to have, uh, I don't even know what, it, what, it, what, it, what the goal is now at this point, um, but it's not to stop. It's to continue to, to push on there. You know, in five years, I went from a $150 net worth to an $18 million net worth. Um, and so if we continue this trajectory and I push on hard from here, we should be able to hit in between 30 and 50 million uh, by somewhere 40. Um, and then just continue going on uh, down that path. Like I said, the, the, the key to, for me personally um, for, for being able to do all that I do do is um, I don't. I don't personally believe in short-term balance, you know, whereas most people, they want to go out and, and hang out with their friends on the weekends. They want to go out and have drinks at night, all that kinds of stuff. They're trying to squeeze balance into too small of a time frame. In, in my personal opinion, and like I said, everybody's different. Everybody has different goals. My goals are very big. And so the only way I'm going to accomplish that is to squeeze as much uh, energy out as I can out of every minute. And so my idea of balance is on a larger time frame, not a shorter time frame. You know, whereas most people want to go out and, you know, they, they want to work for a few hours a day and then go do their hobbies the rest of the day. What I'm doing is working for years and then I'm going to be able to do whatever I want for decades. If that makes sense. Yeah. That's now, now I see yeah, that yeah. you're a master plumber here, mm -hmm. uh, but I also see on your Facebook page that you got a plumber's helper. He, he looks pretty young. So aside from child labor laws and having your son help you out with your toilet there, how, how do you balance the responsibilities of dad? Like how, because I, I completely agree with you. If you're going to be successful at something, you have to be completely obsessed by that. And that's uh, maybe, maybe that's not for everybody, but it certainly is for me. Uh, but I, I know you've got some heartstrings too. So how do you, you bring your kids into the business or how do you, manage uh the time that you want to spend with them and the time that they want to spend with you while you have uh what appears like chaos on the outside uh well i, I just combine the two um you know the first couple of years especially when it was just me doing the work i would have them with me in the truck you know and uh what do you, what do you call that windshield time or whatever that's that's the majority <laughs> of the time that we're spending anyways is driving to places so i would have them with me as as i'm going uh, to each one of these jobs and it was always fun. They never complained and it actually treat, uh, it, it caused them to, to lose that, um, that ungrateful mentality that's super, uh, prevalent in the, the generations now. Um, you know, an average person looking in, uh, who, who believes in balance and all that crap, uh, is going to say, oh, that's child abuse. Uh, you should be letting them play and all this other stuff. Well, what I did instead is I, 
I, I taught them how to be leaders, you know, and so they came with me, they enjoyed it, they loved it. Uh, they asked me to be able to help and all that kinds of stuff. Um, that's what I did in, in the beginning. Um, Jamie. And, and then, yeah, go ahead. Jamie, I'm sorry, I've got uh, yep. two questions for you, if you don't mind. Um, mm -hmm. you, know, you mentioned a pivotal moment, it sounds like about five years ago, when you quit your job, you know, I think you said $150 to your name. Uh, so, so question one is, was there something that, you know, triggered that? And then the other question I'm going to ask you is just about, you know, your time frame for retirement. You know, I find that super interesting how you mentioned that, you know, normal people, uh, you know, work for a portion of their day and they might enjoy another portion of their day. You're choosing, hey, I'm going to work for a portion of my life and then I'm going to enjoy a portion of my life. So I'd love to, to find out more on both of those. Yeah, so uh, in my personal opinion, you owe the universe a certain amount of energy uh, from your life, you know, a certain amount of output. Most people want to space that output over 30 to 50 years. I'm spacing it out over five to 10, you know, same amount of work that, that everybody else is doing over the course of 30 years. I'm just condensing that. And like I said, that's where my definition of balance comes in is because um, whereas most people are, are, are mocking from the outside saying, hey, this guy has no balance. He never has any fun. I never see him at the lake or at the bars. Well, okay, cool. But 10 years from now, you're, you're still going to be doing the exact same thing because you're going to be in that same cycle, whereas I'll have the freedom to do whatever I want. And so, like I said, because of that higher level view, um, that's how I'm able to stay focused with that. But what really shifted me off in the beginning uh, was really just, it was literally a realization. I remember I, I texted my uh, buddy, uh, maybe January 4th or something like that of 2015. I said, man, it was in the time, my, my obsession at the time was fitness. And I used fitness as my, you know, I, once I, re I learned that discipline, that nothing's gonna get in the way of my fitness, I learned how to just apply that to everything else. But, you know, just like with fitness, if you're gonna get, there, there's different levels of fitness, just like in business, life, everything else. I wasn't just trying to just be the guy who could just go run on the, the treadmill for, um, you know, an hour or two, run miles, all that kinds of stuff. I was trying to literally compete in physique competitions, you know, trying to look uh, as good as possible. And, and so taking that same discipline and everything that goes along with it, with dieting and the cardio and the working out and everything else, I realized that in my business life, I was only putting out maybe five to 10% effort. Um, and I literally thought to myself, probably January 4th, 2015, something along those lines, I said, man, what if I put in 100% effort? What would happen then? Mm -hmm. and, and then so I reached out to my buddy, Darius uh, Vega. He gave me a list of, um, um, you know, personal growth books to, to dive into. And so I started listening to that stuff. And the way my brain works, I apply things immediately. I don't just sit there and, and ponder on it. As soon as I hit a, a snippet in a, a book that I can apply, I literally apply it immediately. Um, that's, and, that's and, uh, so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, you know, uh, I, you Jamie, a quote that comes to mind for me and, and, and John had to leave us, by the way, he has an appointment that he has to drive to. Um, but I'm sure he's going to really enjoy coming back and hearing the rest of this. But a quote that comes to mind for me is the Dave Ramsey quote, uh, live today in a way that no one else will. That way you can live away tomorrow in a way that no one else can. Probably butchering that. <laughs> but you know, basically, it's if you choose concept. to live differently now, right? Yep. Right. Britt, I know you've got some questions. 
I've just got one, uh, Jamie, before we all uh, part our ways. Uh, thank you again for taking time. Know your time is precious and, and joining all of us. I asked this of, of entrepreneur friends, entrepreneurs that have been on our show, you name it. What keeps you up at night? Um, in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> your your call. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the, on the on the good side, it's the excitement of the continued growth. Um, but uh, um, the, it it does get stressful at times, you know. So you do have to continually coach yourself as to the why behind your what you're doing, you know. And and that's why I'm grateful for those uh, personal development books that I was reading um, back when I first started all this, because one of the best ones was Start with Why. Um, you know, and so that, that's just a constant reminder for me to when it does get stressed, uh, when it does get hard and when it does seem impossible, um, I literally just tell myself that this is the point, um, that the people that I want to be like, this is where they chose not to quit. And then, so I just continue to push on from there. Um, you know, that, that's, that's the, the, the stressful side that keeps you up at night is, is that kind of stuff. It's just everything that you do have to juggle because it is quite a bit. Um, but like I said, the good part. It keeps you up from, you know, the excitement and the adrenaline is just the nonstop build to where what's the next challenge. And, and that's one thing that I'll see a lot of people do is, is they'll they'll achieve a goal and they'll wonder why they're not um, excited about it. And then they'll start trying to rationalize and start telling themselves that, oh, you know what, maybe my expectations are too high. Maybe I need to throttle down. And that's not the case. You're just achieving too easy of goals. You need to raise your expectations. And then, and then now that excitement will come back once you hit something you never thought you could achieve. So Jamie, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I mean, literally goosebumps, almost every episode, there's some sort of goosebump moment right there. There's been several with you and your story. Appreciate you sharing. Uh, hey, you know, that $150, that was quite the investment. So, <laughs> so good job on that. And you're, uh, I think, I think your race is you just running full, full bore, but you're paying attention to details. There's no doubt about it. JT? Yeah. Uh, so one question that I have for you, Jamie, this is something that I think about for myself also is when you reach that point, you know, we talked about how instead of, you know, having breaks throughout the day, you know, you're working hard for a certain amount of years and then you're going to retire. Um, how confident are you or, or, or do you have any doubt as to whether or not you'll want to at that point? Do you think that you there might be a part of you that's addicted to, you know, just all of the energy and the, the passion and the busyness? Um, how, how do you feel about that? Well, yeah, if you're not growing, you're dying, you know, so there's uh, I, I guess the, the, the retirement thing is more of just retiring from anything conventional, you know, leaving uh, transactional style businesses and shifting solely to uh, uh, recurring model types of situations, those types of things, you know, it's where your um, the, the stress levels are not quite as high. It's just um, put, I guess my definition of, of retiring is, is pushing to that next tier because, you know, all the competition, all of the stress, all of the uh, anxiety and all, all of the, uh, the hardships are in the bottom levels. You know, because that's where we're all competing um, at this current current uh, space. But once you push up to those higher levels, everything becomes a, a substantially easier task because you're dealing with substantially bigger um, numbers and um, and actions. And, and so, like I said, uh, 
I, I don't, I don't personally see myself ever stopping and just drinking daiquiris on a beach, you know? Um, but, uh, I will have the option to buy that beach if I want to. I love it, man. <laughs> well, you're a, a human testament to, you know, what people are capable of, you know, if they work like crazy. Um, I'm that, always seeing that right there is my, my why. And that's probably the biggest reason I won't be able to stop is so I can show the example of, um, what you can achieve no matter where you come from. Like I was saying, when I started the story, that's why I always start off with that beginning portion there is literally, I went through an entire decade of my life being made fun of for the, uh, um, the choices I try I made in, in my career, you know, Oh, you didn't go to college. You're an idiot. Oh, you're just working with, uh, with pipes and stuff. You're just a dumb redneck. You know, I heard that from everybody. Now those same people ask me for advice. Yeah, that's, that's a reward of, of perseverance, no doubt about it. And a lot of times we ask, did you make that decision with your head or your heart? I think you were all in when you decided to make that decision, Jamie. You you did it and there's no looking back. Well, what, what an impressive and cool story. And we're thankful that you would share that because it is an inspiration to others that will listen, you know, hence breaking business barriers. You're breaking them. And uh, you'll. I have a feeling uh, we may see you on the top of Mount Everest one day, literally testing your fit. That'd be, uh, that'd be really cool. Well, it's been a pleasure. We'll wind this up. I know you have an appointment or 10 or 15 or 30 yet for the day. So this is Brett Duhaim, your host of Breaking Business Barriers, along with Jared Ty. Our guest had to jump for a meeting. JP, as we like to say, and, and Mr. Jamie Waite, thank you so much. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, guys.